Welcome to the New Man Podcast, a show for brave men to experience freedom in their faith, sexuality, and relationships. The goal? To provide practical tools and timeless principles that help you become the man you were made to be. And now, your host, Sathya Sam. What is up, everybody? It's Sathya Sam here. Welcome to the New Man Podcast. Thank you so much for listening in. It is a beautiful sunny day in St. Catharines. That's the name of the city where I live. I'm uh, right by the lake here. And uh, if you listen to a couple episodes, you know that um, usually I'm recording uh, outdoors. I usually walk or at least like to pace around my property while I record. It just helps me get get into a little bit of a rhythm here. So um, you might hear some background. And uh, all to say is that good weather goes a long way for this podcast. So um, I'm super excited to share a little bit today on on social media because this is of course uh, a hot a hot button topic and um you know at, at the time of this recording we're like middle of 2021 here but about a year ago they released this documentary on Netflix uh, called the social dilemma and just highlighting the the troubling parts of social media that we're really not aware of kind of these sinister behind the scenes um i don't know agendas and schemes that are uh, that are actually keeping us, you know, hostage and and really vulnerable to social media. So it's quite interesting, and um, and you know, th- this conversation is going to keep going because the reality is that social media is not going anywhere, and um, and it really is. It's only going to expand in its influence. And even if you had a kind of a, a revolution against social media, I just I I can't imagine our world without it moving forward. Just seeing it the way. Um, well, really to see the hooks it has in, in the lives of humanity. Um, now, of course, uh, the scope of this podcast is about, uh, men's health and, um, you know, with a strong emphasis on sexual health and recovery from pornography. And social media is just as relevant in that conversation as it is anywhere else. Um, so that's what we're going to dig into a little bit today. I'm going to just start with, um, with sort of my approach. I'm going to explain some of the principles and the philosophies that, that would, Kind of give some um, an understanding of my approach, and then um, and then talk a little bit about what you can do specifically in your life. I you know I would say that generally most of my practices in my life, I don't think everybody has to do them. Um, there's very few things I do in my life that I'm like everybody should do this and needs to do this. And there's there's a couple of things like journaling and um, you know regular exercise and that kind of thing. So. Um, I'm going to explore my social media practices. And instead of just saying, this is what I do, you should do it. I'm going to explain the philosophies and the principles that sort of undergird it. Because then you can take those philosophies and principles and express them in your own unique way. And hopefully, they'll help you get a bit of an understanding of, um, not an understanding, they'll help you get some control of social media so that uh, you are using social media to serve your purposes as opposed to social media using you to serve its purposes. So um, a little bit of background. I, I've been very slow to the social media game pretty much from day one. Uh, I remember 2005, all my friends were on MySpace. And, uh, and I was like, oh, that just seems like a waste of time. You know, I wasn't super interested in it. Now, I was in grade, what, grade 11 at the time. Um, so I was, you know, I, I eventually gave in to a peer pressure and 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 got so or got MySpace rather and and that was fun and um you know it was it was cool like you got to message and post on people's walls and whatever it is we did on MySpace I don't even really remember and then this Facebook thing was sort of you know making a bit of a move 
But in in those days, Facebook was just for uh, people in college and university. Now, I I don't think you have to have a college account. I might be, uh, I'm not sure, actually, I don't exactly remember because I was a late adopter with that one as well. Um, But I'm pretty sure you didn't because I had friends in high school who, you know, in grade 11 and 12 all had Facebook accounts and were enjoying Facebook and, you know, starting to gain momentum. And I, again, I just, I resisted it and resisted it and resisted it for a very, very long time. Um, Eventually, I did get a Facebook account. And for probably about the first six years I had it, my profile picture was this really weird picture of me with my hand and all you could really see in the picture was my hand a bit of my face and the rest was just black I was in this dark room but it was kind of my way of saying I just don't really care I just don't really care about social media I don't care about my profile I don't care about my account I don't care about any of it um, social media was just kind of this thing but of course it is uh, fun to interact um, it was a nice way to get to know girls at the time and so uh, Facebook had its perks I did slowly get more involved in it and it was in university where I, I started to think a little bit more about how I spend my time and what I'm focusing on and concentrating my energies on. And that is when I, I really started to vet my social media usage because I was realizing that um, it was a slippery slope. And um, the whole scrolling thing wasn't, it wasn't, I don't know, it wasn't as prevalent then as it was now. Um you know, back then, a lot of social media usage was just kind of going on people's timelines and posting and, you know, sharing kind of came later on and whatever else. But um, I remember probably in it was probably 2010, or maybe 2011, that I started to realize if I don't clamp down on my usage here, I am going to be in trouble. And so I, again, I just had that wherewithal. I was always very... Um, I've always been stingy about my focus and my time. If uh, not not stingy, but you know, protective and guarded. So that was sort of the um, that was sort of the beginning of it for me of learning. I need to manage this now. This is at the time I'm still I was still struggling with pornography. Um, in fact, I would have been rife with my addiction, and I I don't think I really connected the dots uh, between social media usage and porn usage at the time. Um, you know, I again I was just I was struggling and I I was pretty oblivious to some of the dynamics that were really causing me problems, but. Um, yeah, but I, I knew that I still need to get rid of social media or, or at least limit it and reduce it. So I I had tried different things, like sort of different practices of, okay, yeah, I'm only going to go in the evenings. Um, I fasted from social media for Lent a couple of times. I, I sort of did these things, but the, a lot of them were binge purge cycles, uh, which, you know, in a recovery context, binge purge is, is generally very toxic. Um, you kind of binge on the thing you're trying to avoid. You realize you've made a mistake, you feel icky afterwards, so then you purge, you repent, you, uh, you know, you get rid of the content or the, the substance or the material or whatever it is, you purge out of your life and then you stay clean for a bit and then one day you cave and you binge and the cycle repeats. And it, it was certainly like that with social media. But, um, but my big thing that I eventually started to realize is that social media sucks your attention. And, and that was something I could not stand for. I didn't like that idea of just um, kind of, I don't know, turning your mind off a little bit and just scrolling and, and getting way wrapped up in it. And so um, I, I, I don't know where it was exactly, but along the way, I decided, okay, I'm going to be more intentional about this. I clearly need some help. I can't do it on my own. And so I found this uh, extension for my browser called Stay Focused. 
And stay focused allows you to block websites. It allows you to set uh, how often you're allowed to look at these websites, or you can just block them all together. There's lots of different features and functions, but um, but my thing with Stay Focus was that you could put all of your social media websites, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all that kind of stuff into a list and and basically say, I only want to look at these websites cumulatively 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 20 minutes a day, whatever it was. So Stay Focus was really helpful. And, um, and that was the beginning of me really starting to curb my social media usage. So I started at 15 minutes, 15 minutes of social media a day, which, um, is, is actually a lot. It's a long time to be scrolling and messaging and commenting and liking things. And I, at the time, it's funny. I don't think you, the like button had even been invented at that point, but you know, it was, um, it was really interesting just, uh, I don't know, kind of realizing that you can actually do everything you need and more in 15 minutes uh, in, in a day, you know, in 15 minutes. And I got like really granular about it. I remember like, um, I, I guess this is where I would say I got stingy about my social media usage time, but like I would read a message and if it required a really long reply, I would copy the message and then I would paste it into a document in Microsoft Word and I would write my reply there so that I wouldn't use up my precious 15 minutes writing a response. So that that's just, just goes to show you how like the hooks were still pretty deep, but I was at least making some sort of effort to reduce my usage. And um, and it's just kind of interesting how how that all kind of started. So that that was sort of the beginning of, of a practical um, exercise to sort of reduce my social media consumption. And what did happen is I started to become less interested in social media. So it's it's funny how, you know, when you feed these things with your attention and your resources, whether it's mentally, emotionally, or, or however else, <clears throat> excuse me, however else, um, when you feed these things, they grow, you know, they become more a part of your life. And when you starve them, they die. And and that was certainly the case for me, I, I really did not, um, I did not feel that the pull to social media nearly as much. And what I found is contrary to popular belief, even when I wasn't viewing or, or logging into my, my social media accounts regularly and whatever else, I was still socially active. I still had friends. I was still able to fulfill all of my social desires and responsibilities. No problem. And, um, and so that was, that was really helpful for me. So, um, I still use that extension to this day. Uh, but my use of it has actually changed, uh, I would say quite dramatically since. So the next bigger, big shift in social media usage for me would have been, um, oh gosh, I'm trying to think of when this, when this would have happened. I installed Stay Focused. I reduced it, um, to 15 minutes a day. Uh, it would have been probably about two and a half years ago. And what I found is that when I was logging into social media, well, a couple of things, actually. It was, number one, when I logged into social media, um, I did so much mindless scrolling. And um, and I found it so wasteful, so frivolous. And I realized that actually the, the things that were really important to me on social media were messages. That was the only thing I was actually really legitimately interested in. Messages and then, you know, maybe maybe going through a couple of groups that I was a part of, just seeing what's going on in the groups, that kind of thing. So, um, but the feed was was useless. It was like you're seeing baby pictures and wedding photos and food and, you know, people doing stupid poses that were clearly like manicured and probably attempted like 12 times before they got the right shot on the right angle, in the right lighting, at the right timing. You know what I mean? Like it was just the social feed was getting so boring and um 
And so I decided to install another extension, and this one's called Newsfeed Eradicator. And it literally just blocks your feed on Facebook. So you log in, and it is a blank page. And it was really weird. I remember the first time doing it just being like, oh, what do I, what do I do here? <laughs> what is this? Uh, why am I here if I can't scroll through? You know, like, because it, again, it's just the, the wiring runs so deep that you just, you log in, you scroll through, you look at a couple people, you subliminally compare yourself to them, and then you check a couple messages or make a few comments here, you know, whatever it is. And so to, to just completely eradicate the newsfeed, it left me high and dry a little bit. Like I, I truthfully did not know what to do with it. Um, so it was really, really interesting. But I, uh, I pushed through. And you know, when you make these kinds of changes in your life, uh, in your life, it's always going to be a little bit odd and uncomfortable at first. But when you push through, that is where the real meat is. That's where the reward is. And so it's always uncomfortable initially, but it does become easier. And that was the case with this as well. And eventually, I. I mean, I, I didn't miss my newsfeed at all. And it was great because I was able to log on to Facebook and then just go to the things that I really wanted to. Because usually what happens, uh, and I, I don't think this experience is unique to me, but what would happen is I would log on with the intent to, you know, go check a message from somebody or go write a message to somebody. But then I would scroll for a few minutes and I would go check this and this. And then, you know, about 10 minutes later, I'd be like, oh, yeah, I, what was that thing I needed to do? You know, like I, I just got so sidetracked in the process. So instead, I, I decided like, OK, I'll just um, I'll remove my news feed to see what happens. And it turns out I was able to basically go onto Facebook and do the thing I wanted to do and then be done. Imagine that. No, no distractions, no diversions, no little rabbit trails, um, you know, going to the dark spaces of the algorithm. Like it was just I got on, I sent my message, I checked my groups and I was and I was good to go. So that was the, the next second big step was removing that news feed. And the final thing I did in my um, my journey here, which is now it's crazy to think it's been like 10, 11 years of working hard to really, um, you know, limit and minimize my social media usage is I have, um, I've done this thing, uh, which I'm, I'm really, really proud of because I think this is actually where social media, um, is really the most devastating to our mental well-being. And this probably took me the longest to do as a result, just because it's a hard thing to actually pull off. And it's, um, it requires just a, a major rewiring of your brain to do this. But I, I started to check social media once a day and, um, and, and just setting a time and saying, this is the, this is the window where I'm going to check social media. I'm going to do it once and I'm going to be done. And I've actually done this with email as well. That'll be another podcast for another day. Um, but this would have been the last major step that I took and, um, and basically, this the Stay Focused app actually has this mode where um, they will block all of your listed websites for a certain period of time. And then they it kind of just leaves a small window where you can go and look at them. And of course, you still have the time limit. So it's not like you can look at them for the entire uh, block, but it's, it's rather you still have that limitation. So anyways, I'm not explaining that well, but you'll see what I mean. So basically, um, my extension, Stay Focused, will only let me go on social media, my social media websites from 12, uh, from noon until 2 p.m. Every single day from noon until 2 p.m. Those are the only, that's the only chunk of time that I can actually go to these websites that it'll let me. And in those two hours, I can only go on social media for 15 minutes. 
And the reason I did this is because I was checking social media for like 30 second intervals many times a day. And what I realized is that I wasn't actually doing myself any favors. Even though I was limiting my time, I was still checking it regularly. And that part of my brain that is like looking for the dopamine hit can still get it instantaneously because I'll just go, I'll go to social media, I look for messages, I look through my groups and I'm done. And even though there's nothing particularly stimulating, especially because if you check your social media like seven times a day, you're not going to have new messages all the time. At least I wasn't. I'm not, you know, popular enough, I guess, to have that. Um, then it, it means that like it wasn't about having meaningful, substantive content it, or, or whatever or interactions. It was literally just getting that dopamine hit. And, and that is when I realized like, okay, this has to stop. This has to go. And that's what prompted me to make those adjustments in the extension so that I would only go on social media uh, for uh, at a certain time of the day and still uh, no longer than 15 minutes. So what I will eventually do is I will actually set a, a much smaller window, uh, maybe like a half hour window, probably 12 to 1230. And that's when I can go on social media. Um, but again, all of all of this, and I'm, I'm kind of giving you the, the polished, presentable version of all these practices, but all of them were gradual and they took time. Um, and my, my Facebook time limit was, or my social media time limit rather was 20 minutes, I think first, and then 15 and then 10. Like I, I whittled these things down. Um, you just have to start somewhere though. You have to kind of make that first leap and then you make gradual adjustments as you go along. So that is kind of, um, that's kind of how everything started. And, um, and that's where everything has landed today. So I go on Facebook for, uh, or social media rather for 15 minutes max. I do not scroll through a news feed. Uh, not on Facebook, actually. On Instagram, I, I do. Um, but I, again, it's just, um, it's, it's limited. And, uh, and then the last thing is that I am, uh, only checking it once per day. And, um, and the reason I said that I'll reduce my, my time block is because I don't do that perfectly. I still sometimes, you know, at 12 o'clock sharp, I'll be on there. I check everything. Then I go eat lunch and whatever. And I'll come back and check it again quickly before two o'clock passes or whatever. And, um, you know, it just, it all is to say is that like, um, I'm not perfect. I'm not perfect at it. And I'm still, um, still growing in it. And, um, and I do want to get to that place where I'm consistently doing it just once a day. So, that's um that's a little bit about my social media usage. Now, the last thing I need to mention before we get into um the principles here and the philosophies. The last thing to get into is all of what I've shared so far is for desktop. All of it is for your laptop or it's for your desktop. And the reason is because I do not use social media on my phone. Period. So I do not use it um, I do sometimes have to install an app to go check something. There's certain things you don't have on the desktop platform. And so I will install it, do what I need to do, and I will delete the app. But I do not have these apps on my phone. And that is a non-negotiable for me. Um, I don't budge on it. Uh, you guys, if you follow me on social media, you'll see that I post regularly. I use a third-party platform to do that. And it's not on my phone. It's actually on my desktop. It's called Later. And so I go and schedule everything there. And uh, that way I'm not getting sucked into the vortex and, uh, you know, checking messages or, or uh, news feeds or whatever it might be. So, um, so uh, that, is, um, that is sort of my approach. Uh, that's my protocol. And with the guys that I, that I work with, I don't, I don't recommend, or sorry, I don't 
force them to do any of these things, but I do recommend all of them. And especially the phone one. And, and the phone one's a big one because, uh, because of what we're about to get into. Now, there's, there's really two or maybe three principles that you need to think about for your social media usage. Number one, you want to ask, how do I ensure that this is serving me? And, and all of the adjustments that I made over the last 10 years have been because I reached a point in my life where the way I was using social media was no longer beneficial to me. It was beneficial to the creators of the platform, but it actually had no benefit for me personally. So that that is where everything started. And, and that's where I would encourage you to really channel your efforts as well is to thinking, is it actually serving me? And if it is, if it is, what is the least amount of time I can spend to serve that purpose. Because here's the reality. Social media, whatever, whenever you extend beyond that, that point where it's like social media is no longer helpful, I'm just numbing, I'm mindlessly scrolling, I'm drifting, I'm messaging people I shouldn't be messaging, whatever it is, those things can be avoided so easily if you just have a clear set purpose of this is why I'm using social media. For me, as I mentioned, social media is where I can check messages. I, I enjoy that part of social media. And then it's a place where I can release my content. So I don't even log on to release my content. I do that through a third-party platform. So the only thing I'm really evaluating is, are these messages meaningful? Um, I have clients reach out to me over, over social media or people that are interested in the program. So that, of course, is beneficial as well. But it's just making sure that, that I am actually using this for my benefit and that I am not falling into it and it becoming to my... or it, it um, it using me for its benefit. So uh, that is that is the first thing is how can I use social media or what are the useful parts of social media that actually serve my purposes? Okay, the second thing, and this is where the, the science part of it comes in, but um, it's very clear that social media usage gives us dopamine hits. And these dopamine hits are, ext- are high, highly rewarding and very irresistible. So as you get into patterns, they're hard to break out of. And the better that you get at regulating your dopamine hits, the more success you will have in life. And and that sounds like such a hyperbolic statement, but I mean it with all my heart in your relationships, in your spiritual life, in your finances, in your career. I mean, anything that you are pursuing, some sort of health and well-being, it will become better if you can manage and regulate your dopamine secretions in your brain. And the, the way you do this is you, you start to pay attention to when you are, when you are sort of jonesing for something. Because if you are used to using social media every day on your phone, just delete the apps, delete the apps and watch. And when, when you start to catch yourself, uh, you know, thumbing through your screen, looking for it, and maybe you'll even go a step further and you'll open the browser and you'll type in the URL instead or, or you go back to the app store and download. Those are the moments when your brain is seeking a dopamine hit. And the sooner you can recognize that, the better. Because what it means is you can actually do something to, number one, either avoid it altogether or, two, find a better option to provide that dopamine secretion. Now, the best thing you can actually do in those moments is to just take a deep breath. (sighs) Take a deep breath. Just to remind yourself you don't actually need that thing quite as badly as your brain is telling you. You don't need it quite that badly. So the more space that you can create between the stimulus, that thing that prompts you of, oh yeah, let me, I want to go check my social media, and response actually you know, acting on it, the, the larger that gap is, 
the better, the better chance you have. And one of the best ways you can do to expand the gap is just to take a deep breath. So I highly recommend that, highly encourage it. And this is, this is a really, really good thing to pay attention to. Now, the other thing I want to kind of nest into this really quickly is, um, is this concept called edging. And edging is becoming a prevalent phenomenon across the board, really, in anybody who has an electronic device. But edging is this idea that, um, in a recovery context, it is, so let's say you don't want to look at pornography. Okay. You're recovering from porn. And so you say, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm done looking at pornography. You install an internet filter. You get into a program. You start making some progress and you're like, okay, um, well, I, I still want to, um, you know, engage in something because of course those, those desires are going to come up to scroll and maybe where you would have been watching videos before. You're not going to watch those videos anymore because you vowed to stop looking at pornography. So instead you just go on social media. And usually you would scroll for a few minutes, but hey, you're, you're really trying to kick this pornography thing. So, you know, you watch for 10 minutes, 12 minutes, and you start to edge. And edge means that, let's say, uh, watching pornography would be like a level five hit of dopamine. Well, maybe scrolling through social media for five minutes is, um, you know, a level two hit of dopamine. So you start at a two. And you're like, hey, this is great. I'm not looking at porn, and I'm choosing something much healthier, and it's just a few minutes. But then, you know, you start to scroll a little bit longer. And so now that dopamine level is going up to a three. And instead of the usual stuff, you start looking for some other content, some new content, something different. And so um, the content gets a little bit more racy. You know, it's, it's nothing bad. It's just, you know, heading in that direction. So it's a level three, three and a half and a level four. And then, you know, you start to think, oh, well, um, oh, this person. Yeah, did, did they do so, such and such? You know, and you start looking this, the specific person up and you're looking at pictures of her and maybe you're doing a little Google image search and now your dopamine hit is at like a level four and you just push a little bit further and a little bit further. And before you know it, that that quick uh, look at through social media that was supposed to be five minutes has gradually progressed into a viewing of pornography. And this is what edging is. And this is why you want to you want to really mitigate your dopamine levels as best as you possibly can. Because if you don't regulate them, they, they will drive you into this sort of gradual progressive behavior where we kind of lie to ourselves by engaging in seemingly harmless behavior that very slowly becomes more and more problematic until we are engaging in the very thing we set out to avoid in the first place. So, uh, so number one with social media is you ask yourself, what is uh, what is the purpose I want social media to serve? What purpose should it serve in my life? And anything that is outside of that, cut it off. So if you don't need a newsfeed, cut it off. If it, if it involves, um, if it's really just to communicate with people, then actually you don't need your phone for that. So delete it off your phone. Um, do those practical steps so that the only engagement you have with social media is actually beneficial for you. Number two is learn to regulate your dopamine. Learn to understand when are the times when you really actually need social media more than you realize. And the only way you can do this is by eliminating it. Just remove it as an experiment and start to pay attention to when you start craving it, when you start looking for it. And build different patterns, different practices instead to mitigate your need or or that, that seeming urge to get the dopamine hit. So that's number two. And number three, and probably the most important is learn to foster 
healthy connection. See, the, the problem with social media is really it is, it is a very superficial level of connection. And we all know it. You know, there's nobody on there who is actually going to find deep, meaningful relationship. Um, you might find somebody that you can have a deep, meaningful relationship with, but that the nature of it is not going to take, um, take place exclusively on social media. It might just start there, but then, of course, you need, you'll need to meet in person. Um, you'll need to do other things beyond social media to really have meaningful connection. And one of the best antidotes to these kinds of platforms, and I would say these places where we, um, we kind of get sucked into the vortex, the best antidote is connection. It is just a meaningful connection. And I find that my, my craving for social media, even with all the stops I've put in place, my brain still craves social media when I am feeling disconnected or alone. So in those, in those places, um, I, I've learned to recognize, oh, wow, okay, I can, I can tell that I'm actually pushing myself. I'm pushing my bounds a bit more. You know, maybe it means in that two-hour block, um, I'm, I'm checking it three or four times. Or it's, I catch myself going into the app store and downloading just so I can scroll through my Facebook feed. Or you know what I mean? It's, it's in those moments identifying, oh, that's not right. That's, that's unusual for me. That's, that's kind of out of, out of character. What's actually going on here? And usually it points back to some sort of relational disconnect, some form of loneliness, um, anything along those lines. And again, when you can start to recognize it, it can be really useful because now in me identifying, oh, wow, I do actually feel a bit lonely or I do feel a little bit disconnected. I am now empowered again to actually do something about it, to, to go and mend the disconnection or to reach out to a friend and, and try to have a, a bit more of a meaningful conversation, whatever it might be. So um, fostering meaningful connections in your life will go a long way and in some ways is necessary because this, this, this kind of approach can become very behaviorally centric and that is not my goal. I don't want this to just be about reducing social media usage. It should really be about fostering meaningful connection. It should be about having healthy friendships, having healthy relationships, and that in those um, healthy, meaningful connections, your desire overall for things like social media starts to reduce and decline. So that is my, um, that's my story of social media. Those are my philosophies and my practices. And I kind of nested in there some practical things that you can do or some things you can think about. But uh, the last thing I'll just leave you with is if you really want to take this seriously, uh, the, the next step for you then is to do something today. So don't, don't wait until next week. I know you're busy. I know you got stuff you need to do. But if you're really serious about this, uh, what you want to do is you want to take a step today. Um, and if you really, if you're really serious about this, that step should be removing social media from all of your, uh, all of your devices other than your laptop or your desktop. Remove it from your tablet, remove it from your phone. And really go after this thing and just watch, just watch what starts to happen because you will start to notice just how hopelessly hooked you were on this stuff and you'll, you'll find your brain getting unbelievably creative to find ways for you to get that dopamine hit. And those are the moments where you get to practice breathing, changing your environment, taking some really practical steps to, um, to actually mitigate or regulate your dopamine levels and move on with your day. And the, the amazing fruit, the amazing reward of this is that your, your dopamine levels, um, your dopamine levels being re uh, regulated means that you actually stay in control of your attention. You, you get to decide how you spend your time, what you focus your energy and your resources on, 
and, and even where you invest and where you kind of harness some of your relational and social resources. And it's a, it's a really beautiful, beautiful thing. So can't recommend it enough. Obviously, this is going to make you more productive at work. Um, it's going to mean you show up at your home and, and in your relationships more. There's all those benefits as well. Um, but, you know, for a recovery context, um, I think social media usage uh, is something that we can get under control very quickly. And it can have a, a pretty quick turnaround as for the results. And usually what happens in, in with my guys, you know, when we pull social media out of the equation is uh, you then start to uncover why you're pursuing social media, which, of course, is what I just mentioned at the end there, identifying some of the loneliness, some of the disconnection. And that is uh, usually what is also driving their porn consumption. And so when we can um, start to tackle those root level issues, then actually um, we're not just dealing with the social media part, but we're also we're also reducing their desire and their appetite for things like pornography. So um, we'll get more into this probably in future episodes, but I did want to talk about this a little bit. I think social media is not going away anytime soon. And uh, the, the better you and I can get at managing it and really making sure that it's serving us, the better off we're going to be in the long run. So I hope this has helped you. If you have any questions, you can always reach out. Thank you so much for listening. Have an awesome day. We'll talk soon. Thanks for listening to The New Man Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, you can share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest, please sign up for the weekly newsletter at www.sathiasam.com or follow on Instagram at Sam. Thanks again and see you next time.